0: Welcome to the Scholars and Storytellers podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Center for Scholars and Storytellers at UCLA. This is the third episode in our series, Teens Are Watching, where real teens talk about media-related topics that matter to them. This episode deals with the representation of masculinity in media. Our panelists are five US teens, Gayol and Thomas from the podcast Teenager Therapy, Lalith Goody, Shania Kohli, and our moderator, Ellie Langdon. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Ellie Langdon. I'm 16 and I'm from the Bay Area and I'm a youth programming member here at the Center for Scholars and Storytellers. Thanks so much for tuning into our latest episode of Teens Are Watching. This month, we are working with teenager therapy to explore portrayals of positive masculinity and male mental health in the media. Teenager Therapy is an amazing group of teens who run a podcast focused on teen issues and mental health. I'm so excited to be the moderator for this incredible group of teens. Before we get started, let's introduce our panelists. First off, we have Lolith.
2: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Lolith. I'm 17, and I'm going to be a senior in high school this upcoming school year. I watch a lot of podcasts and listen to a lot of uh, TV shows. And
1: All right. Next up, we have Sh- um Shania.
3: Hi, my name is Shania. I am 16 from Chandler, Arizona. I am a senior in high school. In my opinion, I believe that social media as well as streaming services have a big influence in how we view ourselves. All right, next up, Gael.
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Gael. I'm one of the hosts of the Teenager Therapy Podcast.
1: All right, and Thomas?
5: Um, I'm Thomas, and I'm another host on the Teenager Therapy Podcast.
1: All right, let's jump right in. So our first question is, how do you think portrayals of masculinity in the media, both positive and negative, affect boys and men in the real world? And let's uh, start with Gael.
4: I think the media portrays a lot of stereotypes when it comes to masculinity. I think a lot of the shows that we watch are definitely a reason for why we believe men should act or look a certain way and especially a lot of like teen shows focus on the male characters who are like very sporty and like kind of like a jock and stuff and they don't show a lot of emotion and stuff and that translates negatively into the real world because obviously you watch that you see that you think that's how you're supposed to act and there's not a diversity that is around when it comes to the different types of men and boys that there are out there right because there are some there's some boys who are very athletic, but they're also very like emotional. And when it comes to media and how they portray them, it's sort of like this mold that if you're sporty, you cannot be emotional. You have to be like very bold and very serious. And if you're like nerdy or geeky, you cannot be athletic. And it's these cliches that put us in this very fitted mold of what masculinity is that I think kind of creates the toxicity around it. But I think recently there's starting to be a shift towards more positive stereotypes and portrayals of masculinity in the media. There's a lot of activists too, that are working to have more representation of what masculinity means, not just in TV shows, but in more traditional media like magazines and photo shoots and, and covers and, and things like that. So the, I, I think the, the landscape is definitely shifting a little bit. It's slow, but over time, you're starting to get more complex characters opposed to just the original.
3: Definitely. And I think like referring to kind of like more younger kids, what they view is so instrumental to like who they are and like how they see the world. Like if younger kids kind of view shows that are negative uh, masculinity or toxic masculinity, they may only have that one standpoint. And I think it's really important if there's like multiple perspectives and having diverse masculinity, because without it, there could be insecurities or confusion later on in life. And we want to represent different types of masculinity, because without it, maybe boys and men maybe feel like they have to fit in a certain box of stereotypes or characteristics. And that's just definitely not true. I really feel like screenwriters should work towards diverse masculinity, because we are on social media like 24, not like 24 hours a day, but like we're on social media or streaming services so often. And if it's not a positive influence, it's just harming ourselves. And going back to what was said earlier about kind of like complex characters, what came to my mind was like Riverdale and like Archie Andrews. He's like a really, I'd say he has like boxing. So he's kind of like masculine that way, but he's also a songwriter. So like, you can kind of see how he was emotional about his dad and stuff like that. So it was like a really complex character in general.
2: And I totally agree with both of you guys. I think that um, as we're moving on, it's getting better. But like Gael said, um, you everyone can be different. And the thing is like, you can be athletic and you can also be smart. And But at the same time, you can be very emotional. And most of the shows that we watch today, whether it's like a sports show or like All-American or another drama like Riverdale, They explore complex characters, but I just feel like they don't make it unique enough. You know, they make it one-sided, where it's just, in All-American, we have this famous football player, but he just focuses about his family, you know. We see emotions, but they aren't real emotions. And for us kids watching, I just think that it's very evident, and we can see that. It's not, you know, real and positive masculinity, but it's just one-sided, so.
1: yeah. Um, I think something that's so significant about the media and the entertainment industry is that I believe they have the power to kind of shape what even is masculinity, like what that means in our society. And I think um, something that's negative, I'd say that I've seen for so long is that masculinity is, is portrayed as the rejection of anything traditionally feminine. And if a male identifying character exhibits um, more traditional fe- feminine quality. They're seen as weaker and these traits are seen as undesirable. And I think moving forward, I'd like to see more this idea that masculinity doesn't have to be the rejection of anything traditionally feminine. You know, this would just create more realistic and more true male characters.
4: Really, the media does have the power.
5: Yeah, um and I think the portrayal of both uh positive and negative masculinity is super important like Guy Out and Shania said. I know that in Euphoria uh they depicted Nick Jacobs very toxic and negative masculinity and I don't really think it's necessarily like a horrible thing for Euphoria to kind of show like his character. I feel like it provides as to why a lot of guys, a lot of teenage boys act the way they do. It doesn't excuse it at all, but I think it gives a lot of insight into why they act the way they do. And I think it's important for us to know how that happens. Um, So yeah, I think negative um, masculinity is important to show certain shows, but I also think it's important that it eventually transforms into positive masculinity and where guys start embracing a lot more feminine things and they don't necessarily have to conform to what a man really is.
1: Yeah, I think if um, it's really important to have examples of negative masculinity in the media because especially I think if they're done in an educational sense and if these portrayals, if the character who is an example of negative masculinity is kind of recognized for that. And especially if that character kind of throughout, if it's a TV show then throughout multiple seasons or however long that character can grow and kind of become more of an example of positive masculinity, I, that would be a really great thing because it is true that there are a lot of uh, t- men and in the world and also in the media who exhibit toxic masculinity traits. And so I think it's true that we don't just wanna ignore that and but we want to portray it and portray it uh, and kind of shed light on the fact that it is toxic.
3: When I think of like media in general, I like how it brings it all together in terms of differing perspectives. So that's why it's like important to have like an understanding of why someone became who they are. I'm not sure if it's like the right movie, but it was like Joker, like one of the past ones and it kind of explained why he became who he was. But just like representing that, there's different perspectives to each thing. Like a father figure can have a really big effect on a son or like kind of acts in like real life. And just like under, if there's an understanding in the show that that's why the character acts a certain way, it can kind of create an open understanding even in real
1: life. So we can kind of understand each other. All right, moving on to our next question. If you are male identifying, what male identifying character in the media did you feel like you were able to relate to the most? Did they have any characteristics that fit into the idea of positive masculinity? If you are not male-identifying, what character do you feel represents positive masculinity well? And for this question, let's start with Shania.
3: Although I'm not male-identifying, I think shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine are great examples of positive masculinity. Two characters I remember are Charles Boyle and Jake, and in the show they're best friends. And they're really affectionate towards each other, like you you always see them like hugging or complimenting each other, self-care together. It's just like a really wholesome friendship. But at the same time, they're still always in touch with their masculinity. And I just think it's a perfect example of what the media should depict of positive masculinity.
0: Hi, listeners. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Scholars and Storytellers podcast. The Center for Scholars and Storytellers is an organization dedicated to bridging the gap between scholars and storytellers to promote positive youth development. Do you have a team that might want to be featured on Teens Are Watching or submit a topic to cover next? Check out our website at scholarsandstorytellers.com slash youth dash engagement. Now back to the conversation.
1: Yeah, I think something about Brooklyn Nine-Nine is Charles uh, Boyle, the character. He's also not as traditionally masculine as Jake is. And I think he he's very focused on his home life. One of his biggest wants is to have a kid. And so I think that's really awesome to kind of see a male character who has maybe some more traditionally feminine characteristics, but at the same time, he's also, like he protects the city and he's really good at his job. And so I think it's kind of like what Gael was talking about earlier, which is breaking the mold that these characters have to fit into one specific stereotype
4: i don't know if i could think of any one specific character um that i would say i relate to but i think there's a lot of characters that have been doing a a good job of portraying what positive masculinity i guess is i forgot what is the main character of the show sex education do you remember what's his name it's it's actually an O, I think oh okay. Otis. Oh, it oh, it is. Oh, yes. I think he's a cool representation of a positive uh, masculinity. He seems to be this sort of shy character, a little bit awkward. And I think that that's a good thing, right? That it's, it's he's still very attuned with who he is, regardless of his masculinity. And I know in that show, there's very different portrayals. Eric, I think. Eric, Eric yeah. So Eric is a little bit more like out there flamboyant. And those are like two examples of like what masculinity could be, right? And like the fact that these are two male characters that aren't necessarily like tough and edgy and stuff, I think is a really good representation because it allows more people to be able to see themselves in this character.
5: Exactly, yeah. I think for me, the only person who kind of came to mind and I don't really understand like why him exactly, but it's Alex from 13 Reasons Why. I feel like... Uh, He was one of the first queer male character that uh, our generation kind of got in, like, more recent shows. And I like that he wasn't necessarily, like, flamboyant or masculine, and he wasn't defined by, like, his peers um, for that. Like, he was just kind of himself. Like, he liked—he was into guys and didn't act like the traditional— flamboyant um, gay guy that a lot of other shows depict. And he also wasn't any less masculine than his friends. So I think that was pretty cool, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I would have to go to one of my favorite shows, which actually be All-American. And I think that it would be Spencer because from a school work balance, I think we're like pretty similar because obviously he has focused on sports and for me it's education, but we still have to balance everything else out and i think that from a characteristic perspective you know you would think that a football player is tough and spencer is a tough character but like Guy and you guys mentioned that um even though you're tough you can you can still need help you know and you can reach out definitely and then that's what spencer does like and the show uh even though they portray him as a strong tough male you know he still seeks help and he always supports his family and look, you know, looks out for all other characters. So I think that from a characteristic perspective, they're spreading the idea more that like, you know, you can seek help when you need and you don't have to be like this tough male and, you know, handle everything on your own.
1: Yeah. I think that's so incredibly important because I think there's definitely this idea that masculinity means being tough and strong, kind of having to hide anything that you struggle with. And I think that TV shows, movies, and the media, is so instrumental in changing that assumption. So I would just like to affirm what Laura just said. And although I'm not male identifying, uh, a character that came to mind is Daryl from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I don't think I've ever seen a character like Daryl. And basically he is a single parent and his family is the most important thing to him, like from the very beginning of the show and throughout like the series, he ends up deciding that the thing he wants the most in the world is a child, like another child. And I feel like I've never seen that um, in a male character before. I think there, I, uh, it's just more traditionally associated with female characters, especially as Daryl is a single parent. And so I just, that's an, I think that's a really amazing portrayal. It just really stood out to me because I don't think I've ever seen another portrayal like it.
4: Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't think I've ever really even seen a character like that. Uh, there's usually set values when it comes to what a male character like wants, and it could be like either like marriage, um, a family, or like love, I guess. But I don't know for them to like specifically want like uh, a, a child or a son or really want like a baby. I think is interesting.
1: All right, next question. Do you think the media has improved in regards to portraying positive masculinity? If yes, in what ways and if not, why? What kinds of negative patterns is the media still using and are any of these negative patterns more subtle? And for this question, why don't we start with Polar?
2: Yeah, like I said before, I think that it's definitely moving in the positive direction, but they need to create this path where, you know, everyone can be different. And since we are all different, we can spring up in different ways. And what I mean by that is, You can be athletic, but you can also be emotional. You know, if you as a male, if you like to sing songs, nothing wrong with it. You know, there just has to be more awareness created, and you know, more like real life show, so that us kids can understand like where it's going, what, how it's happening, and all that stuff. But I think like that, you know, negative masculinity is still kind of there because, again, like this idea of being tough and being a male, it's evident in almost. 99% 99% of the shows, and that needs to change.
3: I believe that there have been some improvements to portraying positive masculinity, but I think it really depends like, on the screenwriter, because um, as I mentioned earlier, Broken 99 is an example of positive masculinity, but some shows like Vampire Diaries or like Gossip Girl, those have like male-identifying characters who are really overbearing or act really tough, and they want to get the girl, and... It's kind of like a cliche of like you have to be a really tough male to protect the girl in order to get her and i feel like that's such like i don't like i feel like it's so like unrelatable because it just doesn't really happen in real life like those scenarios that occur um like also like in twilight the same kind of thing happening so if screenwriters kind of worked away from the cliche of male protecting a female it can open up the idea of what masculinity can be and how broad of a spectrum it is
5: I think a lot in the upcoming age of television and the media, there are so many male characters that it would be like, it would be difficult to not identify with at least one of them. There are so many portrayals of both uh, positive and negative masculinity in these shows and movies. And I feel like we're really getting to the point where positive masculinity is depicted in the media and we don't even realize it like i feel like the characters i see are not very like uh, macho or like very jock-like it's more of themselves like they're men but they don't necessarily like are stuck inside that uh very masculine kind of character that we have seen in the past historically
4: yeah and i think also something that's interesting that in in a lot of past media their characters that were not traditionally masculine did exist but they were mostly mocked or they they were their purpose was to be sort of like a a joke or like a little comedic relief right um and it's like oh you know there's that one character that is like a man but doesn't act like one so he's kind of the laughing stock of the show um and that was common in a lot of shows back then and i feel like now we're starting to see these characters be taken more seriously and not only that i think audiences are starting to feel a stronger sense of attachment to these characters that are truly themselves opposed to like the very masculine characters of the past um but there's definitely a lot of negative patterns that the media still uses which goes back to my earlier point of like there's a certain mold um because like if you have a gay character they will automatically be like flamboyant and like very much like out there right If you have, like, a straight character, they would automatically be into sports and very serious. Um, And so those stereotypes are still very much common that portray this idea of what masculinity is and isn't. And so I think as soon as we start to get rid of those negative patterns, uh, we'll be able to really move past the era of, like, just this very specific stereotype. Um, Because I think cliches although sometimes might have some truth to it, a lot of it comes from the way media influences young kids and young people to kind of start acting. Um, I don't know if there's, I I don't know if I can think of any other other, like subtle ways that the media portrays um, these negative patterns, um, just besides like the classic, you know, cliches that everyone uses.
0: Hi listeners, we hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Scholars and Storytellers podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review us and share it with your friends. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to view the video version of this episode, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Now back to the conversation.
1: I think a lot more recently shows have been kind of trying to break the mold that you're talking about. And I think, Like I was just watching Never Have I Ever and in season one there's this character named Paxton who you kind of think is the typical jock but then in season two you learn about kind of like his identity and he kind of figures out that he really wants to um, like try harder in school or he needs to and he kind of puts all of his effort there and it kind of like challenges what what um you know we you'd previously thought about him but i think something that was interesting that you said gael is kind of like there is some truth to the kind of the clichés and i think it's really interesting because i think that the media and the entertainment industry has such power to kind of shape society and you know i we all in high school obviously we probably see some clichés But I think that the more that the media kind of challenges this and shows that you can break these molds and not be just a cliche, the more we'd see it happen in real life as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, adding on to your guys' points is that like, from a business perspective, I get that, you know, you need to keep the same mold, you know, so you can get viewers. But also the screenwriter at some point, writing the same thing over and over and repeating stories aren't gonna attract too big of an audience. And so I think moving forward the, as a screenwriter or just in general, you just have to like trust yourself that you can make these, you know, masculinities fit in with all these different stereotypes and cliches. And, you know, at the end of the day you will be successful because without trust, you know, you won't have a good storyline, good characters and just everything will fall in place
1: thing I'm actually wondering is do you guys feel like the the character the male identifying characters that kind of break a specific mold or that kind of break the cliche do you do you find them typically that like more well received than characters who fit the mold or what are your guys' thoughts on that
4: I definitely think so. I think they're usually more popular like Brooklyn nine nine I think that shows extremely popular simply because the characters are like positively masculine it's not like the typical um toxic masculinity that a lot of other shows portray
5: yeah um and i think even on like social media like people definitely show a more interest in uh like not so masculine guys um like i know girls (laughs) or typically what i've seen is like girls like guys who paint their nails and guys who wear feminine clothes and stuff like that. So I think because of that and because like people are um, like a lot more embraceful of um, like just different styles and different personalities and um, they don't feel like any pressure to like the typical masculine jock guy but all of the other guys who might not share those interests and stuff like that, yeah.
3: I think we've seen like the kind of like typical jock in so many shows and like movies that like once we see characters that are different in like any way, we kind of like, I've seen them be like really well-received and like a lot of people like fall in love with characters not like like in love, just like they really like like the characters and their personality behind them. And I feel like it's even better received nowadays because it's just something different. Um, and it allows people to really like relate in some way or just like understand new characters in general.
2: Yeah, I feel like they're definitely uh, better received because you, we're starting to escape this, you know, one man show, at least in Indian movies. It's very common where they have like a main hero and then you just have like a bunch of other characters, but it's literally like a one man show. And so like you guys were talking about this one man, you know, I think that as we're escaping that and transitioning to a more wider character and complex, I think it's exploring different paths for us to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would definitely agree with that. And I think it's really interesting to see how it kind of comes into play, um, like Thomas was saying, on Instagram or on other social media, like with real people versus uh, in the media. But, or I mean, I guess that counts as the media as well. But I think it's definitely well received, which is pretty great. Um, All right. Amazing. Thank you all so much for your insightful thoughts. We're always looking for questions from our audience. So if you'd like to submit some in the future, check the description below and please submit to our channel. Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And as we're wrapping up, I wanted to ask you all if you have any closing thoughts about this topic in the media. We're entering our unstructured time. So if anything feels significant to you, just feel free to say it now.
3: I wanted to kind of relate what we were talking about to like a different kind of like TV shows, like not like the typical like Netflix ones with like real characters, but like if you think about like anime and stuff like that, it has like a large kind of variety of masculinity and I really like that and how like um a lot of animes are like really different and how they portray people and it's gone a lot of like popularity over like the past few years.
4: Yeah, I think that's an interesting thought because I think um the anime fandom seems to be very strong and i think part of that is because people like the uniqueness of the characters it's a lot more lovable when each character is their own unique personality and not just like a a cliche
1: yeah definitely i think i think i just want to reiterate um that i think something that could kind of if we want to move in a more positive direction in the future i think seeing Um, more male characters kind of embrace more traditionally feminine things, I think, is really important. And I think with that comes kind of embracing more emotion, their, like, emotional side or something. Because I think that so often uh, men and male characters are pressured to act tough and be aggressive. And I think that this leads to a lot of harmful things in our society, such as dating violence and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just the media and the entertainment industry have such an important job and they have so much power to shape our societies and shape how we view masculinity and femininity. And so I just think they have a really important job.
5: Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like when um, teenagers and young adults, like they see male characters in the same environment and with the same kind of relationship with their parents, And they see that on screen, it makes them feel a lot more understood. And I feel like that understanding is so important in like taking a step forward in our like society and you know, getting therapy or getting that emotional help and just being a lot more vulnerable and I guess just really being a healthy, uh, well mindfulness person, I guess. So yeah, I I think uh as the media shows more of these portrayals of uh, masculinity, it'll just be so much better for um, the newer generations.
2: Yeah. And I would have to agree with that, what Ellie said, because, you know, any small scene or couple minutes of a movie or TV show could inspire anyone to do anything. And I just think that if we change that and, you know, kind of, again, if you need help, go get help, please. Or if you're feeling sad, you know, try to figure it out with your family, friends, and just, No, open these up more instead of kind of being like the one man show again, I think would go a long way for the newer generations.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, teaching men and boys that they can ask for help is so important because, you know, everyone needs to ask for help sometimes and everyone struggles. And I think, you know, it's just, it would be really inspiring to see kind of the media moving more towards that direction. I think I've definitely already started to see a positive change. Last but not least, a recurring segment for the series is asking our panelists what they're watching right now. So what are you guys watching?
4: Um, I'm currently watching anime. I'm watching Akame Got Kill.
5: I just got HBO Max, so I've been watching, like, the original series and stuff. So I've been watching the Gossip Girl reboot, which is really good, by the way, and uh, Generation
3: um, personally, I like kind of, like, more kind of, like, older shows, so I, like, was re-watching Friends, and I'm, like, watching Gilmore Girls right now, and I'm really enjoying those.
2: Yeah, and I think I've hinted at multiple times, but I've been watching All-American, and I think that's the main show, because the finale was other day, so.
1: Yeah, and as I mentioned before, I just finished season two of Never Have I Ever, which was really good, um, and I've also been watching the show called Ted Lasso, which I think the main character is also really with positive masculinity. So definitely check that one out. But anyways, I just wanna say thank you so much to all of you for joining me today to talk about this really important topic. And thank you to Teenager Therapy for working with us this month. This is the third episode in an ongoing series. So please click the link in the bio to submit questions and topics, subscribe to our channel, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook. For the Center for Scholars and Storytellers, I'm Ellie Langdon, thank you.
0: That concludes this episode of the Scholars and Storytellers podcast. A very special thanks to our wonderful teen panelists, Gyo and Thomas from Teenager Therapy, Walith goody Shania Coley, and our moderator, Ellie LA Langdon. If you have a minute, rate and review us. And if you have any friends who you think would like this show, share it with them. If you're interested in learning more about our work, please visit us at scholarsandstorytellers.com and follow our social media accounts by searching Scholars and Storytellers. This podcast was produced by the Center for Scholars and Storytellers. With special thanks to Jim Oles for creating the intro music, the UCLA Film School, the CSS Youth Engagement Team, Nira Liebenthal, Annie Myers, and Jeremy Shane. Goodbye for now, and thank you for listening.